Listener Production. The crowd starts to lift. This is the big time. Oh, wow! Everything Cowboys. The whole of the region will be taking this kick with Jonathan Thurston. Everything NRL. Cowboys have won the Premiership! It's the Cowboys Charge Down for Triple M NRL. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cowboys Charge Down, our final for season 2022. My name's Wade Chiesa. Joining me, as he always does, the great Gavin Cooper. Hello, Coops. Hello, mate. The season's done and dusted. What a shame, but yeah. that's okay. The Cowboys did everyone in the North. Very, very proud. Yeah, well said, mate. You're right. This is our last edition of the Cowboys Charge Down podcast for this season. Uh, let's talk about that game. As you said, the boys did the region and every supporter proud, but just fell short. 24 points to 20, but G Coops had their opportunities, didn't they? Yeah, they definitely did. And uh, thinking back to the game, we very much had our opportunities to ice the game late in, in the late stages. And a lot's been made out of that controversial forward pass. But if that, have, that had have happened on the last play of the game, then the, we could be sitting here talking about the spilt milk. But it happened in the middle of the game and we were good enough to get to eight points in front there with 20 minutes to go or so. So we were well and truly within the game, within um, arm's reach of winning that game and it's a shame we walked away with uh, with a duck egg and, and just got to lick our wounds now looking forward to next year. It went down to the wire, didn't it? It was such an exciting game, especially, you know, with 20 to go. But I guess credit to Parramatta. What impressed me the most, mate, was they, they just, their defence and the Cowboys threw a fair bit at them, even towards the back end of that game and they just kept turning up and I guess that's what you need to do at this time of year. Yeah, very much so, and and that's been their weakness in some stages this year is is their middle defence or their ruck defence. And yeah, when the big moments came, they the players the the big players stood up, and 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 that was and that was what was needed, and that was what was needed on the weekend, and and that's that's what's got them to a grand final and ultimately a big battle of the West. And look, that they, they I don't think they looking forward, I don't think they hold any fears over Penrith. Yeah, that's going to be a cracker. We'll get to that in a second, Coop. So I, I want to get your thoughts on, looking back on season 2022, any standouts for you, both moments and or players? Oh, moments. Uh, I'll say moments can't go past uh, our comeback win against Manly, down at Manly. Brookvale, hard place to win and uh, being down the amount of points that we were. And I remember calling the, calling the game that night thinking, oh, we're no chance. And Oh, here they come, and here they come again. And um, look, one of the guys that I'll say standouts for me, he was a standout that night as well, is Val Holmes. Uh, his season to what he's been able to do so far, just with the Cowboy, with the Cowboys jersey on and the Maroons jersey, uh, it was he's taken leaps and bounds from from where he was last year, and I think he's proved himself now as out and out one of the top three centers in the game and look I'd nearly give him top I'll give him top two only one I'll put him behind is Joey Manu because just he's been doing it a bit longer but yeah Val season to date has been nothing sort of short of extraordinary won a couple games single-handedly or single-bootedly off a field goal and a penalty goal so like Val was a big reason we were there uh, on Friday night against Para and we were there to the death in, in in this part of the year. What about that game? For me, you can't go past finals week one. Uh, and you, the man you just spoke about, Valentine Holmes, he iced it with a 45-metre field goal. But that game, that was um, that was pretty special, that one. Yeah, it was. And and to see uh, the, the way that we won that game and uh, being down there in Cronulla, tough place to win, always cold and miserable down there. The beaches are nice, but she's a cold and miserable place to play footy. It's... Um, it, the way that they were able to get in, get the job done and get out, it was 
not not many people gave us a chance going down there to get the win, and and our guys just went down, bunkered down together, and and really showed uh, the I'll say the culture or the camaraderie that they've uh, created. Over, it's over two years, but it's sort of culminating now, and you and you can see it from head coach right through to player number thirty six. It, it's it's a really really close group at the moment, and they really want what's best for each other, and they're leaving no stone unturned to actually prove that on the field. Well, you talk about that squad, Coops, um, and I guess the great thing about it is coming into next year, the majority of them stay together. I mean, you look at that side that played on Friday night, you lose Tom Gilbert um, in the extended squad, of course, uh, Connolly Lemuelu, who's played a, number, a fair bit of first grade over the last couple of years. That, so I guess there's a few more going, but, but, but in terms of that core 17 to 20, they're the two that will be missing. So uh, a pretty intact squad heading into next year. Yes, very much so. The the squad stays relatively intact, or the I'll say the top seventeen per, per, relatively intact. And look, a big one, a, a big loss. He's going to be actually a massive loss for our boys. It is Tom Gilbert. You just mentioned him there, and and to see his his rise over the last couple of years. And um, a couple of years ago, people were worried about sort of the difference maker in that that he's got to his game, or, or the difference that he can offer. But his difference is is generally his want to compete and his desire just to just to look after your mate on the field and he's a, he was able to go out there uh, this year prove himself as a starting edge back row I moved into the middle for a little part of the game but he went out there and played 75 minutes on the edge at origin level and they got a win and he was he was outstanding so the confidence that he's taken out of this year that He's unfortunately taken to another team next year. It's uh, it's going to be lost, and uh, we'll have to find someone to fill the void to just wear his heart on his sleeve, just like Tommy does. And I guess the most important thing there is he wanted to move back to Brisbane for family reasons, and a big addition to the to, to the Dolphins coming into twenty twenty three. Be sadly missed. Uh, lovely young bloke. Lovely, lovely young bloke. It's uh, always always joke if he wasn't playing footy, he's a serial killer. But he's uh, <laughs> he's. he's He's, he's got a lot of heart about him and everything that he does. And like I said, we talk about heart and wearing your heart on your sleeve out there in rugby league, but he's wearing his heart on his sleeve, going back to Brizzy for all the right reasons. It's all about family and and that's where it should be. And footy, footy uh, look, I don't know if every listener agrees, but it's just a game. It really it really is. And it's, uh, it's, to, see, to see him do this for his family is just shows what type of person he is. And look, I know he's, I know, Deep down, he doesn't want to leave the Cowboys jersey, but he's doing it for a different reason. And look, one day down the track, you never know, we might see him back up here with the horns on his chest. One more player I want to touch on before we move on is Tom Dearden. I love his story. He came to the club middle of last year amongst, you know, a pretty ordinary time for him at the Broncos. And people questioned why the Cowboys uh, signed him. But gee, hasn't he repaid their faith in spades this year? Yeah, he has. And uh, just having someone to come up and play the number seven um, and give him the chance to, to move a little bit wider and not so much control a game, which which isn't his strength just yet. Not saying it won't be somewhere down the track, but Chad came up and, and really, uh, Chad just did his role. He just steered the ship a little bit. And Tommy, he was just able to go out there and compete and, and do all the little things that he does well. And that is like kick chase. He He's more of a run first before a pass number six. And uh, he was able to to do that, bring some other guys onto the ball, and you could see some of the tries he scored through uh, this year. It was just him wanting the ball more than the other person or more than the defender, and that's him when he competes. He's He's got record now for King of the Hill and 
I would like to see him back in the day. I'd like to see him and JT go at it because they're both competitive little buggers and I'd, I'd like to see them just battle it out to the top and, and see who comes up trumps. Oh, that'll be a good race to watch, that's for sure. Um, look, we could keep going on. I, I feel like every time I name a player, I'm like Ray Thompson when he announces the triple MVP. He gives uh, he gives honourable <laughs> mentions to just mentions. about... Look, I will, I will give a couple. We won't talk too much, but they, they, they gee, they've impacted the, 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 the team this year, Chad Townsend. We've spoken plenty about him throughout the season. Peter Hicku, what he's brought to the club as well. Um, there were a couple of, in my mind, Coops, a couple of key signings. They they were, and and I'll I'll add on I'll add on one more. And Scott Drinkwater, just the the style of footy that we were able to play once he moved back to the number one jersey. This is no blight on Hamaso whatsoever. They're just two very different fullbacks in different stages of their careers. And uh, I remember James Tedesco when he first came on the scene. He was just a run first fullback. He was out the back and he was just all about running. And that's what Hamaso is at the moment. Scott Drinkwater, he was able to really free up our attack, and he is a big. He is another big reason why we are there at the end of the year. And people questioned uh, sort of his desire to get back into the team, and because he saw himself as a number six, but uh, masterstroke by by the coaching staff and putting him back to the one. And he, there were some games that he single handedly. Look, he, he's he's. He single-handedly got us back in the game, and he's more of an under-20s fullback, I'll say. He, as long as we score three and he lets in two, it doesn't matter. We're still one up. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's something that a season that Drinky will build on, and very much he got rewarded for it in signing for four years in our jersey, which I'm really pumped to see him up here for a long time. Yeah, it's good news, isn't it? All right, that's enough of the honourable mentions, Coop. So we'll be here all afternoon. Um, let's just quickly um, touch on the Dally M uh, tonight. Uh, does Todd Payton get coach of the year? Question one, and then question two: Who's your tip uh, for, to win the Dally M uh, the medal? I, th- I think he does get coach of the year. Look, it's a it's an award that you could give to Ivan Cleary, and it's it's some it's like the old wallpaper effect. Craig Bellamy probably could have got it for ten years. I'm not sure if he did. I hadn't followed it that much. Or Ivan Cleary could get it as well. But uh, from a media standpoint, um, I'm still not sure who votes on these things. But from a media standpoint, uh, we've as the Cowboys, we've exceeded expectations. So, look, I think it will be it will be Toddy. Those two teams that really turned around this year, and they were two new coaches. That was Todd Payton and Craig, Craig Fitzgibbon down to the Sharks. So, I think that battle of battle in Week One might get him across the line. So, I'll say Toddy Toddy gets it. And look, uh, for Dally M, I, I, you can't go past Ben Hunt. Uh, he he had a great season, and when the Dragons were in any game, he was the one getting three points. Or even if they even if they were close losses, he was always polling points. So um, outside of him, Dylan Edwards has had a massive season. And uh, yeah, look, oh, I, I still, as much as I'd love to give it to Dylan Edwards, I think Ben Hunt, he was he was there. He was polling votes every time they, that the Dragons were going well. So I think Ben Hunt is the man for me. All right, let's have a look at this grand final um, this Sunday night. Uh, the Battle of the West. Now, you used to play for Penrith back in the day, Coops. Is that where your loyalty lies? I'm going to ask you for a tip straight up, and then we're going to break it down. Um, is it Penrith or is it Parramatta? Look, zero loyalty here, Wade. But <laughs> I, 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 I can't go past Penrith. I, I still feel. Look, it's, uh, it's sad to say, uh, even though I'm a big, big Cowboys supporter. I think everyone else has been battling for second, uh, <laughs> including the Cowboys. It would have been there on, on, on Grand. I might be saying something very different if we were there on Grand Final day, but it's, uh, it's, it has been. Everyone looks like we're fighting for second. It's, it's winks, and then there's a length to length to the next club. So. If Penrith turn up and play the way they did in the second half against uh, Souths on the weekend, it's could be a long night at the office. It's the, the travel to Townsville last week. I think will take it out of Parramatta. Uh, like I said earlier, they won't be hold any held any fears over Penrith with them being able to beat them twice this year. But 
they only did just did get beaten three weeks ago in week one of the finals. So it's uh, it's the memory the memory is just there and it's it's just in the rearview mirror. So uh, look, it'd be it'd have to be an eleven out of ten performance from Para to beat Penrith. I think. Where did you when you played for Penrith? Did you live in Penrith or um or did you live somewhere else? And how many years were you with uh, the Panthers? No, I was with the Panthers two years, and you know, lived in Penrith, loved every minute of it. Uh, quick story, my my first my first game for uh, the Panthers, we played in a trial against Parramatta at Panthers Stadium, and we lost by two points. And everyone in the crowd was giving it to us, telling us we were a waste of space and everything else in between. <laughs> so it was there was no love lost in week one of the week one of the uh, trials. So I know exactly know how it feels out there, and it was always a sellout, whether it was at Parramatta or Penrith, and. It's uh, it's going to be bananas. I oh, think, it's selling. I think there's not going to be a soul in Parramatta or Penrith this night. Everyone's going to be at the stadium, inside, outside. Oh. I think it's going to look like some of those Western Sydney what uh, Western Sydney Wanderers games. It's going to be flares. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be bananas. It, it, it's a sellout too already, Coops, uh, which is good to see, by the way. All right, um, uh, is it one up front, and then does it come down to how good the halves kicking game is on on Sunday? Yeah, Nathan Cleary is just – he'll own this from, from go to woe. Just you, you saw it last week. Uh, you've seen it in the big games this year. He's he stood up when the moment's mattered or when the when the moment needs it or when someone needs to grab that moment. That's Nathan Cleary. And he – look, those five weeks that he spent out, he he was burning. He really yeah. was. And you can see the way the way that he plays. You can see the way Penrith um, play also, that how they play for each other. And another big one is just Dylan Edwards. And, mate, he was out, the other night he was outstanding. And just to see uh, their team, the confidence that they've got, um, it, it's a scary sight for oppositions. And, look, it's a scary sight for oppositions in years, in years to come even, not just this game on the weekend, just – the way that they're building um, and the way that they actually talk about everyone taking some unders so they can stay there and just keep winning. It's uh, it's a scary sight for other teams. It's it's very Melbourne-esque from 10 years ago. So it's a, it's a, it's a great team that's been put together and, and led by Ivan Cleary at the top. And um, his son, Nathan, is, is, is the puppet master also. He's pulling all the strings and he'll be, he'll be out there on the weekend. And I, I'm, he'll be close. I'm, I'm a, if I'm a betting man, if I'm allowed to bet on rugby league, it's Clive Churchill, uh, Nathan Cleary, and Panthers 13 plus. There you go. Um, and I guess um, you talk about the Panthers. Um, one thing people might not know that, that are listening to the podcast is uh, last weekend they won reserve grade in the New South Wales uh, Cup. They've won uh, the SG Ball and the Harold Matthews Cup. So the three uh, minor grades, so to speak, have been won by Penrith. And there's a chance they take all four out this weekend. Quite phenomenal uh, a, a performance by this club. All right, Coops, your top three before we let you go. Top three, uh, just to see. Well, no, well, number one, I'll say Nathan Brown's inclusion, late inclusion for the for the Parramatta Eels could be his last game in the blue and gold. And and to see that the clubs put a bit of faith, or the coach Brad Arthur's put some faith in him to stand up on Grand Final day. That's a that's a big call to make. That's that's number one for me. Number two. Number, yeah, number two, it's oh, it's a couple of the big clashes that's going to happen up front. There's there's no love lost between Penrith and Regan, Regan Campbell Gillard. Uh, when he brings the ball back, it's going to be some big collisions. If uh, any of the listeners remember Moses Leota uh, hitting Latrell Mitchell last week, holy moly, my ribs are sore from it. So just to see some of those big collisions in the middle, it's going to be phenomenal. James Fisher Harris going to be banging it up the middle. It's going to be awesome to see. And you, number one, what are you looking forward and to the most? And, and number one, just the the masterclass that Nathan Cleary is about to put on. Uh, teams keep talking about pressuring him and, and doing what they can, but 
he is very well prepared. He's re- well versed in in the pressure that comes with being the halfback in a big game. And look, they're going for two out of two. And Panthers, Panthers, uh, yeah, all four grades. And look, they could probably bring a women's team in, and they might have that. They might uh, have a crack on Grand Final day also. So it's uh, it's a great day to be a Panthers supporter. Quite extraordinary, isn't it? Uh, well, Gavin Cooper, thank you, mate, for the season of the Cowboys Charge Down podcast. We can still catch you though during the off season on uh, the rush hour with AB and Elliot. Is that right? No, I'll still be there, mate. We'll be talking everything but rugby league. So we'll find something to talk about. <laughs> You're a very knowledgeable person. You can talk about most things. I, I can I can say that from experience. But all honesty, mate, thank you for the season. And we look forward to uh, hearing you on the air every week on uh, The Rush Air with AB and Elliot. Awesome, mate. Thank you very much. And, and I look forward to it. Good on you, Coops. Gavin Cooper joining us on the Cowboys Charge Down podcast. Well, that wraps us up for the season of the Cowboys charge down. Make sure you tune into Triple M NRL for the grand final. The Parramatta Eels take on the Penrith Panthers. The Battle of the West. That'll be an absolute cracker. Until then, enjoy your footy. Listener.